On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Yes, well, if you want to go fishing in Sydney Harbour, let me tell you about the tides. Low tide, the bottom of the tide will be at four minutes past seven this morning, 0.76 of a metre. The high will be at 13.39, which is 139, 1.53 of a metre. So that's about uh, 0.8 of a metre on the run. And then we'll go to a low at 8.52 tonight, 0.58. So that's a metre on the run out. Then we're looking at the weather. Well, we're talking about uh, offshore east nor'easters. Yep, still 10 knots, building to about 15, 20 knots as we get towards lunchtime. The sea will be low a metre. That will build to about one and a half metres as we move into the early afternoon. The swell, it'll be from the south, and that's about one to one and a half metres, and that'll back off and drop down to about a metre in the afternoon as well. And then they say, yes, it's going to be partly cloudy and it could be 100% rain. Nearly. Yep, really. Grant, really. Nearly. Nearly 100%. <laughs> okay, what about a thunderstorm? Well, that could happen as well. You could get one this morning. We could get one this afternoon. Thank you very much for that from the Bureau of Meteorology. And don't forget, at variance, the variance can be up to 40%. And that's a fair bit when you take a look at that. And, of course, if uh, you're wanting to know what's happening in the world of fishing politically-wise, we talk to none other than Mr Mark Benassiak. Hey, Mark, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Kieran. I've, I've always found that they get, they get the weather right. They just mix the days up. Very good answer. <laughs> you got that right? <laughs> I'd like to get seven figures for doing that, being wrong. Yeah. I do. Oh, wait a minute, I do. It would be nice. It sounds like you only got to get into TV or get into politics. True. That's what I need. Oh, I'd have been good in politics, don't worry. I'd have loved those debating hours. And I can find the language to match the rest of them that get in there and talk. Yeah, that's right. No problem at all. And talk about being in Parliament. What about uh, some of the issues that have been happening with the Trust Fund? Yeah. So we're well, talking about uh, the uh, Recreational Trust Fund from the fishing money? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, that's yeah, there, there were some questions, obviously, we asked in, in budget estimates around that um, uh, last week. Um because obviously the government committed to doing an audit of those trust funds. Um, they still haven't really worked out what that looks like. I, I pressed them again as to when is it happening, how is it happening, who's actually conducting The biggest mistake audit. we ever made was allowing fishing, allowing the, uh, the fisheries to get involved in that. It was uh, allocated to a trust of people. Yeah, and then along came a certain bloke called McDonald, and them that shifted, moved the goalposts, so to speak. Yeah, so now and the money's wandered off in many directions ever since. Yeah, well, the majority of the money has been wandering off into the the direction of the department with forty percent of 
of, of it going towards uh, on costs for staff. Um, so, yeah, we still don't have a clear picture as to whether it's going to be um, a truly external audit, which is what the industry wants. Um, essentially what the department opened the books and stepped back and, and let someone independent have a look. Um, so we still don't know when that's going to happen, but shortly I, after... I was going to tell you, if they really... I remember uh, Katrina Hodginson, Hodginson, right? We took to her uh, some facts and figures, John Dumphy and I, and one gentleman from the BIA, and said, "Oh, I better ring. I better get ICAC involved here. There's a lot of money gone well, missing. It is. It is a lot of. It is a lot of money. It's fifteen, fifteen million dollars each year. Um, it at least. And um, yeah, it needs to be allocated properly. And just just after estimates, they made an announcement that they're going to prioritise some of the funding towards projects." Um, that you know support fishing for people with that with a disability or uh, who are elderly, which is which is all well and good and great. It's it's something that I've been personally calling for for over four years, um, and I know the Amateur Fishing Association has been pestering um, on the same issue. Um, so it's nice for them to make that announcement, but really uh, where a lot of the work needs to be done. Um, in that space is actually through the boating now grants and, and the you know the the infrastructure that we have out there already with uh, boat ramps and pontoons or lack thereof and and maintaining them. Um, so it's this, it's this issue of where these funds uh, cross over to, and you know the water gets a little bit murkier. So well, what what should be paid out of this trust fund, and what should be paid out of the boating now grants and um, yeah, you know, ultimately, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that that boating infrastructure space, um, and I just don't think we're going to get it with 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 a with a maritime department that's swallowed up by transport for New South Wales. Yeah, well, know, there's and, another and, issue. And well, even even then, the you know the maritime department is almost. Totally focused on uh, the commercial side of maritime and 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 not the recreational side, even though the recreational side brings in significant significant amount of money in yep. terms of um, you know, boating licences. Yeah, we so, oh, I've mentioned a million times over about the, uh, how maritime when it stood on its own two feet was a very very profitable situation and everything ran smoothly it was well organized the right people in the right jobs and doing the right thing then the Whoa. particular po- politician said oh that's a lot of money i think i need that to help uh, keep one department alive and uh, i won't go back into it I'll get myself yeah, into trouble, so it doesn't matter. I'll just leave it alone because nobody else bothered to do anything about it. And, uh, and now Maritimes just virtually doesn't exist. Well, that's You know, they that's don't want to right. talk about it. They don't want to allocate anybody to, to come on and talk about it. They're not interested. Yeah, it's 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 a damn, damn shame because obviously it's a crucial part of what we do in terms of uh, recreational fishing, a lot, of, a lot of it's done off boats, yeah. um, and a lot of it's done utilising um, 
you know, boating infrastructure. And it's, you know, during COVID, it became a, you know, it increased in popularity and people couldn't travel overseas, so they were spending up. Yep. Well, we just heard. Their savings on boats and caravans and four-wheel drives and and trying to get out and see the countryside and, 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 you know, enjoy recreational fishing. Well, there's Dominic uh, with the Shimano people who meant, like, he's the marketing man there. And he said the figures, when Cave came along, the fishing, right, licensed people that fish through their membership went up 1.3 million. Mm. Right? I know you couldn't buy a boat for 12 months. You, have, you could buy one, but you couldn't get it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, where, so, the, so where's all those, you got to ask, where's all those fees gone? You know, those licence fees gone from, you know, Registering boats and, and getting boating licenses, and yeah, that should all be that should all be poured back into improving facilities. And it, and we know it's not because you've got you've got councils complaining now from the boating down perspective that you know by the time they get the money out of the government for one of these grants, the costs have gone up so dramatically um, because it's, sometimes it's close to twelve months before they actually see any money after they successfully applied. So they've had to then reassess what they can actually get for their money and, and, and whether they can do the project or not. So well, we need to get quicker at releasing these funds as well as actually releasing them. If I was a unionist, right, and I worked for the unions, I remember I once spoke to one of the heads of the secretary of the union, this is some years back in the 90s, and I said we should have a union for fishing and boating. Right, and then eventually along come Shooters Fishers for Farmers Party, who was the only representative that we have to take matters to the Parliament. But uh, you know, things are all wrong. We're allocating the funds, uh, going to areas where nobody's responsible for it. Well, that's it. When you will, <laughs> when when. Yeah, Maritime Amido, the Amido office has been whittled down to, you know, you know, a number of employees you could probably count on your hand. How are they, how are they supposed to deliver, you know, well, that infrastructure to us? Yeah, how I, are they I to can... deliver those funds to us? Like, it's, it's pathetic. Yeah, I've got a case right opposite me, right? Grant. Mm. He's got a boy sitting halfway under his boat. Well, say, a couple of metres into his boat, right? It's uh, a mooring. And he's been trying for weeks and weeks to get a response from Maritime, and he can't. They say, oh, yeah, well, we need your licence. He sent his licence there half a dozen times, and he still can't get a reply. He still can't get anything done about it. What about if we get a good blow and it damages his boat? What are they going to say then? Who'll put their hand up? But, I mean, the response from Maritime is virtually non-existent. They've moved Mark Archo uh, and him and uh, Alex Barrell that were there running it, and they shift them. The moment you do a good job, they move you into somewhere into transport itself. Yeah. And uh, the darn thing just doesn't work at all, you know. No. Well, look, I would, I would, given that I've got budget estimates coming up uh, on on Tuesday, I would, I would suggest that someone like Grant, who's having issues with maritime, 
uh, get in contact with me and provide me all those details about how he can't get a straight answer. And I'll see if I can get a straight answer from the minister. Okay. Um, that's the best way, that's the best way to handle it. So that's obviously a, oh. a message to Grant there listening. Or, yeah, he's uh, listening. He's, no, he's, he's listening actually smiling, which is quite frightening. But uh, <laughs> but we're handling it. Yeah, I got yeah. my dark coloured glasses on. I think I better get de- go for uh, darker. But mate, uh, something else I want to mention. This is what I was thinking about this during the week. As I said, if I was a unionist, what I would do is I'd say, "Oi, we've paid fishing license fee, which was once a license. Then they were worried about the implication of the word license, so they moved it to a fee." We pay boating registration and transport and fisheries don't give a damn. We're going to lose all these. Look at what we're going to lose to wind farms. So why in the hell are we paying for something we can't use? Well, that's it. And it comes to a point. I reckon we should go on strike and pay nothing. Well, it goes. It, uh, that's exactly my point. Again, and then, the, point and then let's see where the politicians and, and people employed there. Uh, some of these blokes in fisheries it's sitting at the top there, nodding their head, getting a loaf of bread. Uh, they could be out doing manual work. Yeah, well, as I said, it gets to a point where people are that frustrated that they stop paying. Um, and, yeah, we've, we saw some of that with, with figures the other year with the recreational fee receipt that it dropped by about 98,000. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's concerning as well um, because we know that the fishing fishing hasn't become less popular um, it just it just shows yep. that people are frustrated with the process okay of having to get a fee receipt not get value for their money I, I gotta go he's telling me I gotta go alright take, I'll I'll take my butter box away why from me, me? <laughs> okay. he says why me well it's easier to blame somebody else instead of yourself <laughs> you should be politics yeah <laughs> You're right. Anyhow, folks, if you're out there where you agree with me, we're running out of room, nowhere to fish, nowhere to go boating, let's not pay, <laughs> says Kieran. All right. I'll talk Thanks, to you next Kieran. week. Thanks, Kieran. Talk to you soon. Okay, mate. Bye. We're going to take a break here in the Super Radio Network. Yes, you are listening to High Tide, and yes, I am Kieran. And uh, nobody wants to be Kieran. Get the sticker. 2SM. Cowan, the M1 Pacific Highway and car breakdown southbound lane 1. We've got a high volume of traffic, the M7 approaching Elizabeth Drive uh, northbound. Centenary Drive at Arthur Street. Heavy traffic with uh, a lot of traffic movement inside the Pacific Highway exit at Wurunga. But no delay southbound. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary when it's brought to you by Bet365. Download the Bet365 app today. Chances are you're about to lose. That's the latest traffic on 2SM1269. On 2SM and the Super Network, talking sport. When we played the Kiwis in 1995, my right eye would always open up. So I'd have 18, 20 stitches every game. Mm-hmm. And I spilled blood for Australia. There's this most brutal games, Kiwis. You know when you're up against them, mate, they're, uh, they're handing out bruises for fun. Weekdays from three. I was the very first streaker at cricket ground when Australia played the West Indies. Very first day night match. <laughs> Are you serious? The West Indies and the yeah. Australia in the very first day night match. I thought I had to do something, sir. Well, on a famous day that we celebrate, it's nice to have a famous person on, Snowy. <laughs> That's incredible, Snowy. <laughs> Love the show. You know what, Spud? After seeing you, especially on my screen, I'm going to go up a gear. 
two four kilo weights. I'm going to go to the four kilos. <laughs> mate, when you're there, go and boys up a bit for your dribbling. See you, mate. <laughs> We're back tomorrow, folks. Talking sport. Thirteen twelve sixty nine. Talking sport. Brain tumor, migraine, dementia. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease, or injury? Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measure and quote. Sherlock Wheelbarrows for almost 50 years, making moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier. Sherlock lasts longer. Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could Yep, go. and don't forget if we're fishing, we are a fishing program. We've told you the fishing up at Coffs Harbour is quite good. The fishing out there out west, the Keeper, Chaffee, Split Rock, that's all good. Glenbourne Dam's fishing well, Sinclair's excellent. The trout streams, well, if they got that water they were looking for, they'll be working quite well. They were a bit worried about running out of water. If we go down south, down to Bateman's Bay, Harry's Bait and Tackle at 17 Clyde Street, talking to Marion and Rodney down there, the, br- the brim of the river have been terrific, so there have been plenty of juice fish, flathead, uh... A good run of estuary perch, whining, some tailor and salmon are in the river as well. The Tea Wharf rock walls are fishing very good. Off the beaches, there's Jewies at North Head and Long Beach. Whining, brim, flathead and tailor around out uh, around the rocks. You'll find blackfish, drummer, tailor and groper. Outside, there's been tuna, snapper, red spot whining, gummy sharks. Uh, in close, in about 30, 40 metres, you'll find snapper and flathead as well. And then we go further down to the Complete Angler at 23 Graham Street at Naruma called the Ocean Hut. Daryl, Rob and Darren down there. Uh, the river mouth, the seals have moved in. There's a whole colony of them uh, in most of the estuaries, actually. But the lake part and up in the lake, the salmon tailor, plenty of bait in there as well with the whiting. You'll find flooded there. Off the beach has been very good for salmon, whiting. Worms have been very good. Been brim and odd jewfish have been caught. Good run of salmon and tailor now. Chiros has had a good run of jewfish. Plenty of seals running around down that way as well. 
Outside, there's a 30-metre mark. You'll find plenty of flathead and snapper in close. There's been yellowfin running in close. Anywhere in the 30 to 50-metre mark. Out of the island, there's plenty of reef species being caught. Good runner snapper out there as well. Marimbula has had tailor and salmon down there. And if I look at Canberra, all the local lakes are fishing very good for yellow belly, redfin, trolling, bait, lures, all those things are working. Grubs, good fishing, uh, get some grubs, fish around the timber, that's working quite well, getting good catches of uh, yellow belly, kind of being caught, put them back, can't catch them, can't take them until the 1st of December. But, you know, I'm talking about Burley Griffin, Lake Burley Griffin down there. Uh, he was an Englishman, Burley Griffin. Burren Juck. Uh, Dam, Gugong, Tuggenong, all good for Yellow Belly. The rivers are open down there, the snowy. Jindabine's been good. We'll get a good update from Jindabine from our good friend Bobby Dean. He'll talk to his contacts down there. Yugambine's been good as well. Rainbow brown trout, trolling, fly fishing, bait fishing, doesn't matter. They're all working. Lake Tangtangra dropped down to 6%, they said. Wow. Only a few weeks back, it was 60%. Whoa. So that means I would go to the smaller creeks for some trout. Yarrabee Ponds has been okay. Junadera, good run of uh, redfin, yellow belly. Uh, the levels are getting a bit low there in Junadera. Murrumbidgee has been okay. It's quite clear. Good catches of yellow belly on salted spinners. And the trout are being caught higher up. So that's all good. And the Australian Bass Angler, don't forget, they're in Bass Street, um, Bat, Bot Street at Bass Hill. Bat Street there. Dear, oh dear. Get it right, Karen. Anyhow, Cameron, Zach, Peter and Lachlan Reed are all out there and they'll tell you what's happening in the Nepean or up and down the Hawkesby. Okay, let's go all the way to the Sunshine Coast. Swanee, what's happening? What's happening, mate? What's happening? What's oh. Prancing around here with babysitting Jackson, grandson Jackson and wife Nicky's French bulldog at the moment. He's dancing around like the walks up. We've got to make it quick. Yep, yeah. okay. Let's go. Is there any, any fish to be caught? Yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. The last few days the wind's dropped off a bit and gone around to the nor'east, which is good. Um, yeah, if you're getting outside today and tomorrow, 10 to 15 knots nor'east, I reckon. Uh, so if you get out early, not much breeze at all. Do a morning fishing and uh, come back on, with the wind behind you. So uh, yeah, around the blinkers and, and the uh, and the fads, they're uh, they're getting a few um, uh, dolphin fish and the odd uh, the odd cavia. Uh, there's schools of spotty mackerel out there and uh, school mackerel and spotty mackerel. Just look for the birds working on the close in reefs. You can get a feed of those. Uh, the Spanish mackerel closures finished, I think, the other day. Uh, yeah, I remember this time last year, November, Jack, um, uh, young Jay and I had a, a really good session out there. We had a couple of sessions. I went out once with him on the Spanish mackerel out at the Blinker. So worth a look out there. Uh, it was just one of those magic mornings. There was schools and bait fish everywhere. The whole the water was just shimmering with pilchards. And uh, all we did was trot around the edge of the school, and uh, I think we did one run and, and uh, got our bag limit of Spanish and, and one big spotty. 
Uh, yeah, don't forget to the uh, vague limits dropped on the Spanish now. There we go. Keep going down. We won't be able to catch anything soon. Uh, she's down to one per person, two vote limit, no matter how many you got in the boat. Um, yeah, uh, there's a few sweet lip on the bottom. Uh, the hards off uh, nurses fishing well too uh, for uh, amberjack and kingfish on live baits. Uh, the beaches are starting to fire up a little bit for whiting uh, on worms. Whiting, uh, if you can get past um, the, uh, the dart, they can become a real nuisance unless you like eating dart on not fond of them. Uh, the river's fishing reasonably well, still for flathead on live baits and uh, drifting filchards or drifting live baits down from Channel Island down to the mouse, the gag. Don't drift out in the middle, drift along the edge of the sand on the run-out tide. Uh, the flathead wait there for the bait fish to come off the sand flats and, and uh, ambush them, so that's the go for them. Uh, there's catching a few down around Cotton Tree too off the bank, tossing lures. Um, mangrove Jack really come on on the full moon, this full moon. Uh, last Sunday was the full moon. Uh, on Tuesday, on Monday, I put the crab pot in yep. on Monday night and we ended up, uh, first time I got crabs for a while, there was half a dozen crabs in there. The two keepers, uh, they were only just legal, but they were full of meat. Um, the beard of knowledge uh, and his sons, uh, you, know, you know the beard of knowledge. Um, Steve, up from up at the waterfront pub, spoke to him on Thursday. They went up to Carey Creek, which is um, uh, on the Tin Can Bay Road. Uh, you go through Gympie on the way into Tin Can Bay. They go and they camp up there for the weekend. They usually get a heap of crabs up there. All weekend they got one crab. Well, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty tough. Mess. Yeah, well, I put the crab pot in again Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, and uh, never got a got a dam up. The bait wasn't touched, so yeah, really hit and miss. Uh, on the way back from putting the pot in, I noticed a boat coming in about seven o'clock in the evening, coming back in on the ramp for. Uh, Looking for a fishing report, I just went down and walked out on the ramp and and uh, on the pontoon and had a yard of the uh, bloke and his young bloke there, and they'd been up up the river uh, past the Bly Bly Bridge. And they got a spot up there for using live herring, and they had four pumping uh, mangrove jacks, uh, 55 centimetres, I think, was the biggest. And they had a couple of really nice golden trevally all, all taken on the live bait. So, yeah, they like that uh, full moon, the jacks. They really get active. Uh, still a few brim around in the night time. The water's getting very clear. It's a bit hard to catch them in the day, if you're serious about it. You know, you use some smelly baits of the, the night time down around Channel Island or the Black Banks, and you'll get yourself a feed of brim. All right, mate. Thank you very much for that, and we'll talk with you uh, a little bit later about the Melbourne Cup. It will do. Yep, okay then. I'll take this dog for a walk. He's a nice yeah, you there. take the dog for a walk and Kieran will take us uh, to the ad break as well. See ya. See you later, Iron. And uh, I better give you the race tips. We just spoke to John Carroll Katandas. He can't come on. He's a bit tired. Uh, here in Sydney, Melbourne, he's best... Uh, no, in Sydney, race nine, number six. It's called the Canberra Legend. That's his best bet. And race seven, number one, think about it. You've got to do that. Think about it. 
And down in Melbourne, race seven, number four, the horse is called Riff Rocket. And if you're looking at the tides, low tide will be here at Fort Denison at 7.04 this morning, 0.76 of a metre. High tide at 1.39, 1.53 of a metre. And, of course, you are listening to High Tide here on the Super Radio Network. Afternoons with Pete Davis. You're talking about the Prime Minister and, and the amount of times that he's been overseas, right? Yes. And there's reports going around that he's been Started overseas 17 out of 18 months. There you go. This is 2SM. Well, getting China on side, him and the Prime Minister, I don't know whether that's because we need them more than they need us or they need us yeah. more than we need them. That's I, even the case. Well, I think it just comes down to what we've been saying is it's the communication. This is 2SM. With Pete Davis. Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Made from olives grown in northern Victoria, they're harvested and first cold pressed within four to six hours to create a premium quality oil. This is what guarantees every bottle of Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour, elevating your entertaining and making your food taste even better. Cobram Estate, premium quality, great tasting and the healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. For the toughest jobs, at home or on the job site, you need the toughest gear. For almost 50 years, Sherlock Wheelbarrows have been hard at work for the weekend warrior and tradie alike. They make moving mulch, bricks, concrete and waste around the home or job site easier because Sherlock lasts longer. Lighten your load with Sherlock. Visit the full range at sherlocklastlonger.com.au Available at Bunnings Warehouse. With 20 tab tracks across New South Wales and plenty of greyhound racing action daily, thedogs.com.au is the home for everything greyhound racing. Watch all New South Wales greyhound racing live, plus view on-demand replays and get expert form analysis and tips on every race. The Black Book function allows you to add your chosen dogs and trainers to let you know when they're running next and update you with their results. It's the one-stop shop for greyhound racing. Visit thedogs.com.au. Gamble responsible. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSupernetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Yes, I just mentioned the reports that come from down the south coast, uh, from Marion, uh, down there in the beautiful Clyde. So now we'll go and talk about what's happening on Jervis Bay and St George's Basin and outside fishing. Greg Reid, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. 
Great day to be fishing with lures. Every day is a great day to be fishing with a lure. I thought you'd say that. Yeah. Just yeah, a I test suppose. question. Yeah. Yep. On. Okay, what's happening? What's being caught down there? Ah, uh, well, what's happening? Um, Huskerson's been taken over by Mr. Like a Biker and all his mates this weekend for a triathlon. Um, so <laughs> you, you're going to struggle to get in and out of... Well, you got road closures getting in and out of the Wollamaya boat ramp, which is the major regional ramp down here inside the bay. That means we're uh, going to have X amount of police out of their duties standing on corners and directing traffic. Oh, I don't know. I can't answer that one, Kieran. Um, I know they're out and about, though. So um, take care with that. But yeah, you've got road, you've got road closures, so um, and restrictions on getting to the boat ramp. And what have we got now? It's six thirty. Yeah, six thirty with a lot of the closures sort of starting. So you still get into Murray's Beach, um, which is in the Bouderie National Park. Obviously, park fees apply there. Um, but today. It, wind, wind actually ended up being a bit lighter this morning, but um, it's going to pick up again this afternoon. So it'll be sort of uh, southeast to east, a pretty sort of um, short period swell down here at the moment. So a bit uncomfortable in the offshore side of things, but the water's warming up offshore. Wouldn't surprise me if we start to have a good amount of marlin here um, any day now. Um, pretty soon, there's, there's been some OK Rat Kings holding on all the known sort of points. Um, you know, from the middle ground out to Point Perpendicular and the deep water out the front there. Um, live baits, uh, yellowtail's probably been uh, accounting for more fish, and um, I actually hope to get out on the bay a bit myself later on this afternoon, um, depending on what this uh, wind does. But um, you'll need a bigger boat and to have a bit of experience to sort of handle the bay if it blows up. But um, you can find a bit of protection in behind Bowen Island for um, a good feed calamari, which is all we're, all we're really going to be chasing, and put out some small trolling lures to troll in between the island. And um, Murray's Beach has a few salmon and tailor um, getting about in between there. Um, some flathead also in the deeper water, uh, drifting across the heads. But, um, yeah, the water in the bay has been pretty good. Um, the estuary's probably been the pick, and, and it is this time of year. Um, some good juries have been taken in the basin over the last couple of weeks. Um, majority of the people fishing for, for Mulloway down here in the basin and, and probably the river. Um, we've got a pretty good lure fishing culture down here. I mean, there's a bit of light baiting goes on at night time, but um, most of the most of the lure fishers are accounting for the juries um, in the basin. There's a good run of mixed size class. Um, you know, the, the Mulloway went through a pretty intense spawning period after the last bout of. Uh, Rain, um, <laughs> excuse me. So you know the numbers and the stocks on those at the moment might appear to be, and um, you know, might appear to be a lot of them around. But that's because they've sort of spawned during the last wet. So you know you've got mixed size classes on those at the moment. But um, you know, really, unless you're really starving, I'd, I'd be I'd be putting them back. We could be doing them a favour. The old Mulloway probably, you know. Um, they're, they're fairly depleted stock these days, so that's why there's only a, a bag limit of one of those at the moment and uh, minimum size class 75. And don't forget, if you've got one in the fridge, you can't take one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and there's a reason why that's in place, but, you know. Yeah, why? We can still we can still net schools of them at, at, at river mouths and, and along the beaches and, and take tonnes of you know, spawning, spawning aggregations in one hit. So yeah. I, I don't know. Clever, aren't that, they? Fisheries are very clever. Yeah, I don't understand that, but anyway. Not. Um, the basin itself loads of flathead. Um, sort of, yeah, the, the shallow is still fishing okay. 
but that sort of four to six metre range um, uh, and the drop-offs fishing really well. Um, you know, your soft baits there definitely outfish bait. Um, it's so much more effective uh, for the pro lure range, the, the, the paddle, uh, the fish tail, sorry, or the, or the clone prawn doing the damage there. Um, take a stick bait with you out, out in the basin as well. There's been some big chopper tailor. Um, you know, my son and, the, and his mates got into a few um, in the shallows right on dark the other week, you know, like 50, 60 centimetre fish all in a metre of water. So um, there's some good fun to be had with that. And um, I'd say for the Shalaton River this afternoon, I reckon it'd be a really good afternoon for a bass bash up the river. All this stormy weather that we've got going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, the bass really like that. We, and we've had, a, we've had a good drop of rain here overnight. So that's, that's really needed both from, you know, probably a fire point of view, but also so from a, um, a fish point of view as well. That'll, that'll give the estuaries a good little, um, good little kick along and, um, stir the bait up too but um uh, okay. reasonably warm it should be reasonably sort of warm afternoon so it wouldn't be a bad thing to be up the river just throwing crankbaits and surface lures in, into snags um anywhere from the bridge up which on the shallow river as well and kangaroo valley for the carp the mud marlin um we'll, we'll just go a bit further up there like um yeah greg finney's uh at, at spin dog i think he is on instagram um, he's been having a, a couple of good sessions up there on the, on the carp as well, and um, it's the sight casting opportunities up there for the mud marlin. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame they're in the river up there. There's, there's plagues of them, but I'll tell you what, they're, they're great fun to catch. And in fact, I, I don't think I've targeted bass up there for about the last five seasons now. Right. Uh, it's just all going up there chasing carp because yep. have a lot of good fun and bring them home and stick them in your veggie garden and grow good veggies. Yep, that's it. They, that's great it. garden manure. Great yeah. garden manure. Oh, that's where they should go. All right, Bram, I'm going to let you go. Okay. I'm going to see what's happening out, so I'm going to step outside, see what's happening up there with the Adonis. Okay, say good day to the Adonis for me. Okay, will do. Talk to All you. Right. See you then. Okay, Bye. mate. Bye. Don't forget Pro Lures, folks. That's what he does. He's made it, uh, the prawn and the Pro Lure prawn. Fantastic. Absolutely. It works better than the green prawn himself. Yep. And now... I didn't tell you the report from Foster Tun Curry. I'll just read from the report. I'll read this paragraph. If you are proficient in lure fishing, the world is your oyster when it comes to flathead. This is what it says. If the tide is high or coming in, move up into the shallows and throw the surface lures or shallow diving minnows. This is often the time that you will get belted. Are you allowed to do that? Built somebody? I didn't think that was going to But you'll be built by the fish of a lifetime. Yep. As the big fish move up into the shallows to feed, yep, if the tide is dropping, fish the edges and the drop-offs with about three to five-inch soft plastics, all vibes. Very, very good. And don't forget, there are still some cracking brim holding the structures down around the bottom of the system towards the mouth and also with the paddock. And now, let it happen. Let the, t- let the tide run out and let the tide run in because the Adonis has just arrived. Good morning, Paul. Mate, what an intro. Jeez, yeah. Whiz. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I know. Bigger than Quo Well, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your chariot? Where's the chariot? Under yeah. the left arm. Will mate. you go as uh, Yul Brunner 
or you'd be one of the other blokes with hair. Lucky, Blakey's not here. He's he's on his way back. He's inside, gone. Well, we'll be here at uh, nine o'clock this morning. Oh, cool. Oh, that sounds like back a nice in Sydney. Time. He'll okay. be on tomorrow morning, so you will have the pleasure of his company tomorrow. Beautiful. And Steve Bowler will be here. Beautiful. As Steve. well, so yeah. I can just sit in the corner and twiddle my thumbs. Where's Steve been? Hey? Where's Steve go? He's been on a sabbatical for the last 16 months. Peter? Steve's Steve, Yeah, yeah Stevie's on at five past five on Saturdays. Oh, see, I don't care, right? I'm still, mate, that's five past four, Queensland time. Exactly. I'm, I'm it's still then, still midnight up there. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Lucky I, I, I wake, uh, wake um, Swanee and Yvonne up, you know, and find out what's happening up around Maroochydore. Yeah. He's just saying uh, some good bag limits quarter of fish up past the blah blah. Mm. I tell you what we did have is a lot of um, we've had some rain up here, which is nice to see. So that's that's been a blessing. So something's good's come out of that at the moment. Yeah. So it hasn't been too bad. We've actually seen some pretty good catches coming through over the last bit, um, which has been nice. So you know we're definitely um, it's definitely worthwhile, you know, having crack at the moment. But um, offshore fishing, we've seen some really good catches of uh, of kingfish. I mean, November is kingfish season, so. We're seeing lots of kingies coming around at the moment if you're keen to get amongst them, so that'd be worthwhile if you if you want to have a bit of a crack. Um, having having a look for some kingies on the forty two and fifty pattern grounds, try live baiting, but also jigs have worked well. Um, whether they're soft plastics, uh, you know, uh, you could use elevated jigs there from Berkeley. You could um, grab some large squid jigs, um, flick rigs, anything like that's just gonna work quite well. But live bait's pretty hard to go past. Things are nice catches, like I said, coming through and it's um, it's been working very well. For anyone wanting to get amongst it, so yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely things- something that's going to be firing up will be the kingfish, and we've got a good pattern of weather coming through at the moment, um, so that makes life a lot easier uh, for those wanting to get amongst it as well. So I'd have to suggest that if you are going to head out there, probably the next, you know, the next week would be just coming across us. But at the moment, it's all sitting steady. It's um, you know, not much current. So the 42 and the 50 bottom grounds off Tweed. Deep Southern's always a bit quiet these days, but um, you could try the 42s and 50s northeast of the seaway. That'd definitely be worthwhile if you want to have a look at that as well. So there's seen some nice catches of kingfish. Been a few pearl perch, a few snappers still on the move at the moment. Um, obviously, we're coming into... We've seen spanner crabs around. Um, they'll, they'll start to... Uh, we'll lose those soon as a, uh, as a closure comes into place for a month. But you can still get out there and have a bit of a look. So we've seen some nice catches all around. In the estuaries, loads of brim, loads of flathead, loads of flathead. God got some good flathead this year. This week, actually, I was using um, the uh, oh, Johnny Costello from my little box. Good guy. Great guy, actually. Um, so he's got these these rigs. They're called a soft glide. They're 24 centimetres long, so they're quite big. And um, they're 24 centimetres long, and they just have this ability to do... Not a lot in the water. They don't have much action. But, geez, they work well. They just sort of, like a big pike, they even look like a little flathead. And just slow wind, let them come up, and then just let them drop back down. Slow wind, let them come up, and then let them... You're only fishing two to four feet of water, and that's it. You know, so it's really shallow. But the flathead, when you take a photo of these flathead, that lure looks like a three-inch gulp sitting next to a flathead's head. You know, that, the flathead would be... We're getting, like I said, we're getting fish that are in excess of you know, 80 into 90 centimetres. So there's some really good catches coming around. So 
for those wanting to have a go at that. That would be something that I'd definitely be looking at doing, mate. What do you think the flathead would say to himself when he smashes one of those and it doesn't move or wriggle or anything like that and it's not as sweet and as chewy as what he thought it should be? Ouch. <laughs> I've been sold a pup again. <laughs> now, listen, if you want to do something of, of interest, and it's quite challenging, uh, and you, it takes a bit of time before you become a bit of an expert at it, and I do believe you've put an interesting thing on your YouTube channel about hand-line fishing for mud crabs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? It's such a good thing to do, mate. You get so many crabs, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, we've we've had... But it is a challenge. Look, yes, it is a challenge, but you've got to make... I'll tell you what, you're not going to go out to a spot and catch and just put a hand line out to catch mud crabs if there's no crabs there. So when the crabs are running, that's when you do it. So basically what that means is if the crabs... Like we had a session up here for the crabbing. Queensland's notoriously known for amazing crabbing. It's, it's crazy stuff. And this year, go back earlier... We had um, some of the best crabbing that I can remember. You know, um, you'd put a crab pot out, and within half an hour, you'd have 30 crabs. It's stupid, absolutely stupid. And then, you know, so that in that time, in that time, you would turn around and go, right, I'm going to handline. So you put out four lines, four four lines around a boat, and you put a bit of chicken fillet, a bit of mullet fillet, whatever, and they would just. Jump on it. You'd see your, your line would be walking away from the boat. What that means is you're using 200 pound handline or 150 pound handline. And the reason for that because why go thin? You know what I mean? Why go thin? Yeah. It's just going to be making it a difficult. Um, it's going to make it harder because you've got to, you know, grab the line and, and sort of sort of work with something that's, that's, you know, pretty thin 12, 20 pound. No, go nice and heavy. And that just makes life a lot easier. And once you pull them up, you're just using big net and you see them. You've got to pull them up really slowly. And once you do that, mate, you're, you're hunting hose. You're catching, you're catching crabs just like yesterday. You know, it's really, really good. And it works. Scoop them up and pull them in. You know, we bagged out real quick. But you've got to be quick. And you've got to be slow on the, on the retrieve, but quick on the scoop. Because once I see yeah, you, you've got, to have, you've got to have a good net behind them, mate. Absolutely. You don't have that, you, you, you're yeah, gone. You've got no chance. He's not gonna, he, he won't come all the way to the side of the boat and let you ruin his over and pick him up. He's yeah. not that silly. He's like no, flooded. No. If they can spit it out, they'll spit it out. Yeah, mate, they'll spit it out real quick. And once you do that, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's gone. So, mm. And you're not hooking your crab, you remember? You're not hooking the crab. No, no. It's up to the crab whether he wants to hang on or not. No, no hooking of the crab. You're just taking it easy on the crab, and and uh, and that's it. You know, you're just going super slow, and and that's all you need to do. And once you've done that, and you've got that, you know, home and hose, man, it's just absolutely incredible. It's wonderful, and it's, it's a good thing to feel. You know, when you see these monster crabs come up, it's 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 red hot. It really is absolutely brilliant. So that's the sort of thing to do. when it comes on and it fires, you know you're doing well, and uh, and and you do very well on those. Are fires. you putting your boat in the water? We're going kayak fishing, actually. <laughs> we're going kayak fishing. So the young fellow is uh, looking at me saying, how about that? So we're, uh, we're just going to go out and, uh, and hit the lakes with some bass, have a bit okay. of fun on the bass, throwing bass, and, um, which is, the, you know, they've been... Good fun, strong. isn't it? 
good fun. We've got some worms and uh, we're just going to run some soft classics and little squidgies and stuff like that. So I'm running like a just a one to three kilo Raider series rod. Um, and uh, he's got a one to three kilo dual rod. Little, I'm used to doing a 2500. I keep ramping on about those things because it's affordability that I look at. Is he going to um, become a little, a little Adonis? He's already one, mate. He's incredible. Is he? Mm. You know I mean? Takes after his guy. I know he's got his mother's good looks. Yeah, he has. Absolutely. She's a stunner. She's a good girl. But, um, mate, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's great. Yeah, fishes me. I'll take him fishing for the, on the show because I know I'm going to catch something for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like the glacian. He has to take his son along now because yeah. uh, he catches Alan, all the fish yeah. as well. Well, Al and I, mate, we're very similar, I think, in that, in that, in that, in that scenario. Yeah, very similar. As, as you get older, maybe you'll, maybe because we're, I don't know what it is. You've got a lot on your plate when you're thinking about commitment with work and fishing and, 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 and you're filming, you, you, you lose that peacefulness at times because True. you need to be peace at peace to, to feel the bites and concentrate and catch the fish. If you're a little bit sort of jerky and reactive, then, you know, you miss those scenarios. And, and that's unfortunately what, what happens. And it's like if well, I always say to people, if you're going fishing and you have a, uh, say, for example, you're going out there and you have a, you have a, a, a rod and a reel and, and, and it's, you know, it's, say, for example, you're going out there and it's just not working, for example. Um, you might have, uh, the lines are moving left and right, the current's up, the wind's up and all that sort of stuff. Um, once that takes hold, you're going to find it make it very difficult to actually feel the bites because you're you're thinking of other things. It's like if you've got some mate on the boat who's a talker, and you know you like to look at people when you're talking so you can, so they know you're listening. But if you're looking at them and and now they're talking away and talking away, talking away, and, and you're thinking, you know, just shut up, I want to fish. You know? <laughs> and it's not a nice thing to say, but it, it's what you feel inside. Trust me, man. I'm sure everyone else can agree. I but have that when people ring me and I'm watching the football. Think, right. Exactly right, one hundred percent. Just, I'd love to have people have. I'd love to have people have the the the, the, the uh, you know the nouse to say what they want to say in life, and that's the thing. People are so walking on 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 fine eggshells and glass because if they say something, they're going to hurt someone's feelings. Toughen the hell up. Oh, you know, society's got right out of control oh, when it comes to yeah. that. Oh, We've lost but, it. Oh, mate, yeah. Lost the plot. Like Once before, everybody had a nickname, whether it was nasty or whatever, you live by it. Yeah. But today, it's a, called offensive or racist or whatever else you want to take. Oh, mate, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. But, you know, but, and, but that's, the, that's the thing is that when you're out fishing, I want to get back on that, otherwise you're starting on something else I don't want to go down, but... When you, have, you just want, you need to concentrate on the fish. You need to concentrate on that rod because that slight bit of movement is a bite. That slight bit of movement away yep. from it as you're drifting along and the rod tip's banging and banging across the bottom anyway because your sinker's dragging across the bottom as you drift. But you need to distinct the difference between that bang of the sinker banging across the bottom yeah. and the bite. And it's hard. But if you take your head off it because someone's talking to you about whatever rubbish, is Guess that... What? Guess what, Johnny Williams has just come along and told you and I we've got to go home. 
All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll step outside quickly. What time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, today, uh, anytime, uh, jump on the 7 Plus website. And, of course, um, tomorrow we've got the new app being dropped in the afternoons around the country. So okay. we'll talk about that in the morning. Yep. Look forward to it. Thank you very much, everyone, for your company this morning. All the advertisers, thanks very much for supporting the program. And most importantly, we've got to say thank you to Grant for uh, his time and the suffering. And we look forward to when he's got his choppers back. And he'll be able to dish it back to Alan and I. Don't forget, Blake, he'll be here tomorrow. Don't forget, Blake's Marine, four five double seven double six double nine. And have a look at the Stacer deal. They are unbelievable.